drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It is Wednesday, you know I'm your host Derek Okri right here on the one and only Detroit Kool-Aid cast, drops Wednesdays and Fridays. You guys can also find my other Lions podcast, yeah that's right, three Lions podcasts a week, and that's called B-L-E-A-V and Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network, and the main reason I did that is because kind of it's a shameless plug and I want you to check out the show and hit that subscribe button, but the other reason is... Because I got Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcast Network. He does Believe in Bears as well as plenty of other great content that you can find on all his different social media streams. Or He's just leading uh, the Believe Podcast Network doing really big things. So he's coming back on. And I'm Joey, I'm glad you're back because today it's going to be the D versus that second city. It's going to be Detroit versus Chicago. We're going to get the fan bases hyped for both of our teams because football is back, my friend. How are you doing today? Doing great, Derek. Thank you so much for having me back, man. Happy Friday to all the listeners out there. And keep in mind, Lions and Bears fans, next week, it might not be our teams, but we're going to start to see preseason football. It's an exciting time of year. And I think the Lions and the Bears, I think we can agree on one thing, Derek. Both of our franchises, the arrow is pointing up. I'm so excited to do this pod. (laughs) It might be Honolulu blue colored Kool-Aid, but you're serving it up, Joey. I'm drinking it in. Drink it in. So here's the thing. Let's just get right into it. A little bit of a rapid fire show today. And I'm going to kick it to you. Uh, We're coming here on a Friday, you know, throughout the week. Players have been reporting. A lot of buzz around this quarterback in Chicago, as well as other things going on in our division, which we hit on Wednesday. If you missed the Wednesday show, we talked all things NFC North. It got crazy. It was a funny show, really entertaining. Go back and check that out. But today, I want you to talk to your people. I'm giving you the Kool-Aid cast airways to tell the people, both here in Lions land, that want to beat up on the Chicago Bears, why your Bears fans should be just so excited for this new football team, new quarterback, and everything that's going on here in that uh, city that you love. Well, greetings, Bears fans. Uh, real quick question. How's that elliptical going that you bought? Oh, okay, never mind. Let's talk about football <laughs> season, all right? I hope you guys are having a great summer because training camp is back at House Hall, and those monsters of the Midway are back. Could they be the Arlington Bears? Who cares? That's a question for another day. What we're asking right now is the main question. Did you enjoy the last four years? No. No, you didn't. But guess what? Those last four years are over. It's a new era in Chicago right now. There is a new quarterback. We've got a good veteran presence to maybe get us started. And look, this is a freebie year. The expectations are low. The coach that you hate... His expectations are low. He's probably coming back. Can they surprise people? Yes. Can they lose and still be entertaining? Yes, they can. Chicago Bears, we finally have ourselves a quarterback. His name is Justin Fields. His name is just like his dog's name, 
Uno, my friend, and that is exactly where he wants to take us by the end of this season. It's going to be a fun wild ride, so just strap in, buckle up, and just enjoy it as we pick and parcel every single throw that Andy Dalton and Judson Fields throws in the exhibition season, and then rock and roll, bring the games on. And oh yeah, don't forget, our defense it's still pretty damn good. We might be able to actually win a couple games this year and maybe even get ourselves into a playoff situation. Ooh, Derek, that felt good getting that off my chest. Uh, we're going to go into another room right now as Derek Okri is about to meet a throng of Lions fans for his preseason pre-training camp press conference. We now take it live to Derek Okri about to dress, address Lions fans. <clears throat> Well, thank you. I appreciate everybody uh, joining me today. I'm very excited to talk about the upcoming season. I, I have my head coach here, Dan freaking Campbell and Brad yeah. Holmes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dan, before I get going, you want to you want to just say a couple, just a quick statement, maybe. Drink it in. Uh... I, I, I know, Dan, they, they, they know it's all about that Detroit Kool-Aid, but I thought you might have something else for him. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other <laughs> kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you we're the, going to be the last one standing all right that's going to be the mentality thank you dan freaking campbell i appreciate it yes i'm here everybody to talk to you the media as well as all the loyal detroit kool-aid drinkers out there and say we are fired up for the season we have a new regime a new leader at the quarterback position a revamped defense we have brought in a throng of former players um, that have swagger, that are great coaches, great people to get this turn back around. As, uh, you know, was previously noted, uh, the uh, the Bears have had their struggle. You did mention a, a, a dog's name. I thought you were talking about Mitch, but I guess you were talking about uh, Mr. Fields there and his dog, which I guess is named Uno. That's kind of an odd name for a dog, I would say. Um, but, what? but back to what, what was that? Do you have a question, sir? Oh, no, I'm just uh, the, the dog's name Uno because his number is number one. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm sorry. Dan Campbell is already biting my leg right now. I, I, I apologize for interrupting. <laughs> yes, uh, we we got the whole reference. It's just uh, Mitch is, is kind of like more prominent maybe for a dog than Uno. That's kind of sounds like a pizza joint if you ask me. But I guess my my if we're talking about the division, the NFC North, I mean, I mean, if you ask me, like over there in Chicago, you know, and end up in Green Bay and even some things in in Minnesota. I mean, it's kind of been a circus, don't you think, with some of those teams? I mean, you got the smug Aaron Rodgers like out there, like crying and whining. Now he's returning and Devontae Adams isn't going to get paid over in Chicago. I mean, you've got you just got a lot of hope, but you've got an aging defense. You've got a lot going on. So, I mean, let's not even get into Kirk Cousins and D Dalvin Cook's injuries. It's a big circus there, my friends. So, I, I know you set this up as a presser, but I, you know, Joey, I think that there's not much, there's not really even a statement that needs to be said. I mean, the Detroit Lions are about to turn Ford Field into a Lions Den. A very entertaining football team this season, no doubt about it. We have draft picks galore, and we are ready to restore the roar. We are ready to be driven by Detroit. We are one pride, as was noted multiple times here on the show by the one and only Benny Blades. I mean, Benny Blades, an absolute legend in the city of Detroit, and uh, he has graced us here on the show with one pride multiple times. One pride? 
Thank you, Benny. It's all about one pride here in Detroit. It's all about this football team. One pride, one team, one defense, one city coming to get you. So we feel great about our football team, our leadership, our coaches, and the type of product that we're going to put out here uh, this season. I think you guys should feel great about everything that you just said. The product, the team, the direction. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of wins. <laughs> and, and that could be the same thing with the Chicago Bears. But look, this is going to be like a weird anticlimactic hype thing. I'm trying to tell you, Bears fans and Lions fans, it's okay. This year, you're just trying to see progress, development. If the Lions become the toughest out in the NFC North this year is a rousing success for Dan Campbell's team. If you guys can walk out of this year and say, you know what, I probably can stomach Jared Goff for another season or two while we draft the guy and bring him back back up and try and find another franchise quarterback. That is a huge win for this season. Regardless, on the other side with the Chicago Bears, yes, look, the defense is getting aged, is, is aging out, but that's just because a lot of money is also going to be coming off the books too as well. I mean, this is probably Akeem Hicks' last season with the Bears. Khalil Mack's got a couple more years left. I still think that he's an elite primetime player. Danny Trevathan, look, will not be on the Bears next year. There's going to be a lot of turnover. I get it. But look, this is the year to figure out Justin Fields. What is the best plan for him? How do we get him to progress and hopefully by season's end, succeed. So we enter next offseason with a load of optimism, with a load of salary cap room where we can gear up and get ready and finally move Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC North. Kirk Cousins can stay or go. I don't care. At this point, I probably prefer that he stays because I love playing against the guy. And then all of a sudden, dude, don't look now, maybe the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears become the new rivals of of the NFC North moving forward for the next couple of seasons. It is not that hard to wrap our head around both franchises going in that direction in the near future. Joey, let me tee this up. I I was going to do what I often do here is I try to try to give you, I don't know, maybe a sound bite, maybe some entertainment, but I I felt like your take uh, the way you were going, it, it maybe needed a little bit of music. And that's this music, Joey. And that's because if you're really going to set the stage properly, let's uh, just focus on my Detroit Lions for a second. My fellow Kool-Aid drinkers and Detroit Lions fans have been... They've had some very sad seasons recently. We've had times where we could not cover coffee table. We've had moments where we could not tackle. We couldn't turn the football over. We could not do anything. It's been very sad times here in Detroit. And that's the past couple years. We've also had a past sad few decades. We can't run the football. We can't win a a division. We don't have a playoff win since before I even cared about football. Like, that's the sad story that you tee up. And the reason you do, Joey, the reason you tee it up that way and you put the music and that you set the scene is because my Detroit Lions, the people, the loyal fans that drink the Detroit Kool-Aid, drink it in, that support this team, that have been through the downs, the downs, the downs and are looking and forward to the ups that are coming. We have felt that sadness, that sad story, but but that does not hold us down. We are here in 2021 with new leadership, 
new excitement, a new swagger, if you will. And yes, we are coming for everybody in the NFC North as well as everybody on that schedule. So it is no longer need. I will delete the sad music from the soundboard because it will no longer be needed. We are just going to keep the touchdown soundbite. Touchdown Detroit Lions! We're going to drink it in. Drink it in, man. And as Benny Blade says, we here... Our, our Lions fans, we have one pride. One pride! One pride! One pride! We're ready, Joey. It's over. It's a new day. Get hype. Let's go. <laughs> that music was so great. I was just thinking. <laughs> Do you wake up in the middle of the night with a four-win football team? Do you find yourself confused, un- unaware where to turn with your particular sports franchise? <laughs> a Detroit Lions fan. But there's hope in young Jared Goff. And now, Jared Gokori is about to tell you all just why a little dose of Goff might go a very, very long way. Take it away, Derek. Tell us a little bit about Jared Goff. We talk so much about my quarterback in town, or my quarterbacks, plural. Get on the hype train with Jared Goff. Tell me, what do you want out of him? You want him to just hold down the ship? Do you want him to become the franchise quarterback that he is or isn't? What What do you think about Goff heading into camp? I am I am absolutely happy to do that. But but please, my friend over there uh, wearing wearing that navy and orange, don't act like you you don't both deserve and could could do a long monologue with the sad music as well. So we'll save that for another day. But we're talking about Jared Goff. I mean, here's the thing: my buddy Chops, he also comes on the show about once a month or so. This guy, I've never seen him more excited about a football player than he is about Jared Goff. He is so on board, and he's getting me more hyped about it every time he talks about it. I actually went on YouTube, and I found the Rams-Chiefs game, and I watched this guy throw BBs all over the field, up and down. Wait, the 55-52 the game? That one? Oh, I mean, what other game oh, would it be? A great game. That's a great game. <laughs> oh, he's just he played lights out as well as I saw all the things I want to see from pinpoint passing. I saw him roll out. He ran a touchdown in. And then it, not that the run in of the touchdown was as good as the finger roll that he did over the goalpost. I mean, you got to love it. This guy's got swagger. He's got talent. And, and, and this is why I'm so excited about him because Jared Goff has just done everything right. The only thing he has left to do in a Lions uniform is is find his leadership role and win ball games because this guy's been positive. His interviews are much more upfront and to me exciting and and worthwhile than Matt Stafford. It's not about a whole hum, oh maybe, oh golly gee, we'll try to do better. Jared Goff comes in and has a sense of confidence about him as well as just answers things straight up and doesn't dance around. We're not trying to, you know, be the FBI here. He's just giving you honest answers. He's positive and now all he has to do is make plays, make throws, um, have his teammates follow him and and like I say put up those W's so I think Jared Goff is just great so far and now this is where the rubber hits the road now we're putting the pads on here in the next week or two like you said we're going to see him in preseason hopefully he keeps that hype train rolling and then 
you got a very familiar foe in the San Francisco 49ers coming in here week one. You got a team that's loaded on defense and has a nice offense. But what if Jared Goff just shows up and just just puts it to him? Just actually has a great day out there on the football field, then turn it over, makes plays. I mean, he will be the new leader of the Lions very quickly if he does that. So there are some concerns as well, but we usually don't harp on those here on the Kool-Aid cast. I'm in on Jared Goff. I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he's going to look good in the uniform, and Lions fans, I think, are going to be pleasantly surprised with Mr. Goff. In terms of week one, maybe temper the expectations. Goff, 3-5 and five <laughs> career against the 49ers with a 57% completion percentage. Doesn't exactly engender a coming out of the gate and rolling, but you know what the best part about Jared Goff is that you forgot about the draft picks, baby. The draft picks that come along with Jared yes. Goff, not only setting you up, you know, with a, a quarterback that you can play right now, that you are hoping that could perhaps be the franchise quarterback, that you're hoping could perhaps live up to that contract that he signed to. But those draft picks, Derek, that's what's so great about it. If at whatever point you decide Goff maybe isn't the long-term answer, you can pull on that ripcord and hit the eject button, and you can get out of it. And then you can move on and find somebody else. It's a nice flexibility to have. And I don't want to say that you're playing with house money, but playing with a guy like Goff right now, you know, it really opens up the possibilities of what you guys can achieve. And I think there should be a lot of optimism in Detroit. Oh, you, you hit on it. Uh, it's kind of a win-win all across the board. The picks are what it's all about. But I'm so much more excited, I know Lions fans are, to have a guy like Goff back there rather than a, you know, a Chase Daniel. Or they could have went full tank and put a guy like, I don't know, like Mitch back there. You know, he was on the street. He was about ready to be working at the bowling alley. Now he'd be holding a clipboard and shining Josh Allen's shoes. But, I mean, just having a number one pick like Goff, a guy that needed a fresh start, that is loved by the GM and company, is, is really fun here for fans. And like I say, he just needs to back it up now on the field and he'll get people behind him there's no question if you win in Detroit doesn't matter what team you are or who you are the people here love you so Joey I want to get in one more thing uh, I'm going to tee it up your way and then we'll get our great sponsors in here on the show we did a commercial free on Wednesday which is always fun I made an executive decision halfway through the show but uh, we got to get our great sponsors in here but I want to tee this one up for you and it's about the Chicago backfield the running backs so there's been a lot of talk about uh, David Montgomery getting like 20 plus carries 25 plus touches per game head coach says he loves him he wants to get him the football there's this other guy which he's got a lot of beef with Lions fans to be honest he's been known to pop off on Twitter and I think I even got a a, she shot me a thing back one time and his name's Tariq Cohen Um, he probably shouldn't be uh, tweeting out the way that he does but I kind of like the football player I feel like he's been forgotten about this kind of is almost like a Tyreek Hill type when he has the ball in his hands he just looks faster than everybody on the field and pretty dynamic player that everybody's pretty much written off due to the injuries and just not producing after his first year or so so with those two you also got a kid uh, Herbert from Vodtech that I like I've taken him in some really deep rookie drafts and fantasy and uh, I like him as a player so do you think this backfield is going to be something that you can hang your hat on or get the get get the people excited about the run game there with uh with your bears all right bears fans i'm gonna get you really excited about the bears running game 
I certainly hope so. <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> last year, uh, we talked about it on the previous pod, last year's running game was absolutely abysmal until they actually decided that the guys on the bench on the offensive line were better than the starters on the field, which is a conversation for another different day about coaching and looking at talent. They finally found a, a, a line that can actually you know, have some chemistry and come together, and then the running game really took off. It's gonna be it's gonna be the X factor of the season. I know we all want to talk about Justin Fields getting on, you know, getting out there and playing, but at the same time, it's really gonna be about the running game for the Chicago Bears and what they've done with Tariq Cohen coming back. Look, I like Tariq Cohen too as well, and he's such an interesting player. Chicago Bears fans are very very polarized on what Tariq Cohen does because he's so integral to what we do. You have to game plan for him. He's got that breakaway speed. He can take the you know. He can take it to the house from the backfield, or he can kind of get loose on a bit of a wheel route and also catch a pass and burn you for 50 or 60 yards. But he's not a guy that you can count on consistently. You really have to kind of scheme him open a little bit. So early reports out of camp with the Chicago Bears right now is that now that Anthony Miller, thank goodness, is traded to the Houston Texans, they're going to start working Allen Robinson out of the slot. They're going to start working Tariq Cohen out of the slot. You could see two running backs as in Montgomery and Tariq Cohen on the field at the exact same time. And you could see them try and scheme their way into finding some running lanes that way. And look, you know, every single year, I, I, the Chicago Bears do it. I'm sure a lot of other fan bases do. And I'm sure the Lions fans with Jamal Williams are doing the same thing right now. But the fact that we signed Damian Williams in the offseason, a guy who was on a Kansas City Chiefs team, who that when it was nut crunch time, they gave him the rock in the Super Bowl, and he ran for over 100 yards against them. That type of player that can come in, and either if Montgomery gets banged up, he can be a starter or if he's maybe not running the way that we want him to, a guy can come in and give us production. I think that kind of depth is going to be huge for this Bears team because what they're really trying to do is they're just trying to find pieces that are going to work within the framework of 15 to 20 yards. I don't think we're at the point now where we're going to be able to burn people down the field all the time, but we have to do a little bit better than what we've done in seasons past, which is basically just one, two step, you know, slant out to the sideline, five-yard gain, one, two, get the ball, bubble screen, hope to got a wide receiver gets a block, and we get a couple of yards. Those days hopefully are over a little bit and with that depth in the backfield. And like you said, a guy like Khalil Herbert, you know, give us a run or two a little bit. Let's see these guys in exhibition play. And I'm really kind of excited about that. I got to ask you, Derek, in terms of exhibition play, you got to be pretty excited about watching this team, right, coming into camp. I mean, some preseason's a fickle thing for me, right? Some years you're really excited to watch. Other years you're like, eh, I think I'm going to skip it. I think both franchises now are pretty excited to watch the exhibition. In terms of the Lions, who are you more excited to watch? You know, uh, some of these wide receivers working in this new offense right now. Maybe see, you know, DeAndre Swift out there. You know, in the exhibition preseason play, who do you got your eye on? Joey, I, I appreciate that. I, I'm going to do what they call in the biz a tease. I will answer that right after the commercial break. We get our sponsors in here. I want to make sure to get Reality Sports Online, our other great sponsors in here. Joey, if you're not in a Reality Sports Online league, you need to go do that right now. Um, but l- l- let me get into that after the break. And uh, everybody, you got to wait because I'm fired up about the preseason. I'll tell you about it right when we get back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back from the break, and Joey hit me up with a big question. I've thought it over. I had a commercial break to think about it, and... Before I give you that answer, this is a double teaser, Joey. I want to take a quick pause and just thank everybody for supporting the sponsors, hitting that subscribe button. But Joey, tell them about what you're up to on all the different platforms before I answer that excitement about preseason question you threw my way. Again, thank you for having me on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, Derek. I always love coming on and chopping it up with you. And for those of you listeners out there, thank you for listening to my Chicago takes. And if you are interested in maybe seeing, hey, you know, I want to look outside my backyard. I want to learn a little bit more about the NFC North. Come on over to Believe in Bears. We're going to be doing a lot of great content next month. My new co-host, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten, who also, I don't know, maybe ended Brett Favre's career. I like throwing that out there every single time I say it. Uh, come check out my content there. And also, if you're looking for something a little bit more Midwest uh, with a bit of a Chicago flavor, check out Bet on Chicago. I cover everything from Chicago sports to I do movies. I talk pop culture. I talk entertainment. I'm even talking to sports psychologists these days. And it's not just on Chicago sports. It's about sports in general. So make sure you check that out, too, as well. Follow me on Instagram at Christopoyos, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-O-L-L-O-S. Back to you, Derek. 
Joey, I think I think like you said on you know other shows, we're we're kind of mending the fences. I mean, you have great uh, sports talk here. We enjoy our time. We actually like look forward to like, oh man, I can't wait till Joey comes back on. I want to hear what he's got to say about this. We'll laugh. We'll, we'll have some fun. But but I don't know how many Lions fans are going to go over to listen to Believe in Bears. But like you said, you teed it up nicely. Your other show. I mean, gosh, every time I see it on, on IG or wherever, you got all these interesting guests and talking about books and movies and, you know, like you say, interesting sports type stories. So it's it's not all Bears talk all the time. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out what he's doing. And I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's always fun. So uh, let me, after that long pause, let me answer your question about being excited about the preseason. I mean, normally I'm like, oh, I get so hyped for football. You know, it comes around and about two minutes into the first preseason game, I'm checked out. I'm doing something else. I got it on in the background. Like, I don't feel that way this year because of the way the football team is. I want to see a lot of these rookies. I want to see how they're going to do it. I felt like we got in a big rut here in Detroit where it was like you knew Matt Stafford was never going to play. You knew none of the big guys were going to be out there. I don't know what Dan Freaky Campbell and company are going to do. They, 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 they're they looking to be aggressive out there. They might play these guys more. They might have a, a unique approach, uh, just looking to see what they're going to do. And the NFL finally got their head out of their you-know-what and decided we do not need four preseason and snoozers so we got three games that's a whole less game and uh these guys are this is going to be real football again you know they're coming back in they're going to want to get themselves tuned up in these preseason games because when that ball kicks off for real there's going to be 65 plus thousand lions fans in ford field ready to get a dub ski against the uh, 49ers so i couldn't be more excited and it comes down to having a young new team As you said, I'm hoping for you as well that you'll be dialed in a bit more because we definitely want to see what we have and before the real real bullets start flying. So I can't wait for NFL preseason. Never thought I'd say that. Right there with you. I guess for Bears fans, what's been kind of funny is in previous years, and look, the past is the past. I'm sure they're going to do it better, different in the future, but they actually weren't playing any of their starters. That you know, not even that perf. You know that let's go out and let's do 10 plays and let's get a feel for a thing. They weren't even playing anybody at all, so it was kind of no point in watching before. But now this preseason for Bears fans, uh, there's a guy named uh, Justin Fields. Uh, Have you heard of him? (laughs) Uh, They're going to be playing him a whole bunch. They're going to give him as many reps as possible. There is that realm of possibility where Justin Fields plays more snaps in the preseason than he probably does for the Bears before Halloween. Uh, I'm not sure that that's exactly going to happen, but if you want to get your fill now, fill in now of number one Justin Fields that's the place to go and also kind of want to take a look at Cole Komet you know the second rounder there you want to take a look at a little bit of Tevin Jenkins and man I don't know I just got a little bit more fervor after a roller coaster offseason for the Chicago Bears team I'm just kind of excited that we're getting back to the game the play on the field and I've just I've got a whole new lease on life you know what I mean uh what do we just call it PT Post Trubisky. Uh, I'm just ready to roll. You know what I mean? I'm dying my hair, getting a convertible, and uh, going back to the gym. I'm just ready to love again. So just, you know, my arms are wide open. <laughs> Joey, I, yes, I do know where went Justin Fields went to school. I am here. I'm from Michigan. I am a Wolverines fan. I know where he went. Hey, listen. Ohio State sucks. <laughs> 
oh, it makes me laugh and makes me throw up a little in my mouth every time I hear it. But uh, that's the school we shall not speak of. So let, let me throw this back to you. And, and we've been talking football. We were going to maybe do a little mono e mono, but we're turning this more into a hype show. Now, I did challenge you to maybe a future episode when you come on. We have like a little Lions versus Bears battle rap. I mean, that might go down in the future. It might be Chicago versus the D, dropping bars and having some rhymes and some laughs. We may do that. We'll see. But I want to throw this at you. We, we, we got the Chicago-style pizza. You know, it's 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 actually like a pie. You got to eat it with a fork and knife. I mean, we have Pizza Popolis up here in the Greek here town, which is tremendous. I absolutely love it. There's no doubt. Some people absolutely hate it. It's a, it's a quality pizza. Don't get me wrong. But I just want to know, have you had Detroit-style pizza? I mean, we're talking Jets pizza. This is straight up deep dish we're talking like legit crust i mean it's like no other pizza i mean new york get out of here you know chicago i'm giving you your props but i don't know that people are giving detroit pizza the respect it deserves i mean where you at on this pizza debate i will be honest with you derek and hopefully your listeners are very happy to hear this um in my former life about a year and a half ago i was working at a restaurant um, a Let Us Entertain You restaurant, so owned by Chicago, but it was obviously in Santa Monica, right down by the water, in a really, really nice Humble nice bread. area where there's a lot of culinary, revolutionary things going on. They did a Detroit-style pizza there. We sold it, my friend. We did it. We got way into it. And look, I I like it. When you say the, you say crust, I, I, I hear you on that one, and it's almost like it's not quite pan-style, but there's a nice lift to it. There's a nice crunch on the very end. And I guess maybe what kind of separates it from what maybe people are imagining as deep dishes, you know, there's just kind of that top layer. It doesn't completely fill in the way that a deep dish does. But, dude, I've had it, man. I've had it. I like it. I think it's cool. I'm not saying anything bad about it. You know, I, maybe I'm being a little uh, – I'm trying to be respectful because anyone that says uh, deep dish isn't the best pizza on the planet just, you know – doesn't know what they're talking about and my wife is italian so stop it right there people <laughs> talking back at me um but no man i like i like detroit style i mean i personally think new york style is kind of the overrated um version because it's so easy to do and yet it's kind of so easy to screw up with all the grease that you can kind of get on there so i think it takes a little bit more of some skill to go in the different direction i'm cool with detroit pizza i've had it i sold it i'm into it i like it all right qu- quick quick take back from me like chicago pizza sauce on the top you know uh, the the whole gotta eat it with knife and fork is, is that is that a negative or or you're all about it i'm all about it i have no problem with i have no problem with the knife and fork um now look let's be honest here it's not a, a mandatory thing that uses the knife and fork all right i've seen plenty of chicagoans do the lift and the load basically what it is is you're going to lift the pizza like the crust like you normally would and then just like underneath just the same way maybe you would like tilt your double chin back into your neck you just kind of give it a little support underneath the, the 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 tip of the pizza and then you take a bite trust me you don't just need a fork and a knife to eat deep dish it's nice to do it like that but it doesn't need that's a misnomer that it needs to happen like that and let me tell you something else my friend once it goes into the fridge for a little bit and comes back out maybe you pop it in the microwave maybe you don't guess what you're picking that thing up with one hand and you're walking and you're eating just like every other pizza so 
I, but, I love it to pieces. I love tons of ingredients <laughs> on there. I love chunks of tomatoes. I'm a Lou Malnati's man. Um, born and raised on it. Love it. Um, it's great. I love other kinds of pizzas too as well. I just find that to be the best. That's just me. Or says he's fat. Uh, now, now, you didn't address the two things in the room. I, it was sauce on the top. I got kind of issues with it. And like, okay, fork, knife, not. Like, it's it's more pie than pizza, right? It's almost like a... It's almost like a deli cheesecake, if you ask me. And then let me let me give you a quick hot take on New York pizza. Just because you can make a big old slice that's on that takes up the whole plate, I mean, big deal. Like you say, that's very overrated, very just dumb, if you ask me. I mean, it's got nothing special to it. It's just a big slice. I mean, anybody could slice it big. That's not hard. I'm in complete agreement with you. And look, there's other versions of deep dish, so I'm not even sure which one we're like referencing as the de facto deep dish, where there are some traditional brands that have a very thin crust underneath, where I think maybe the pie criticism can come into play. But there are plenty of amazing, amazing <laughs> deep dish pizzas. Lou Malnati's comes to mind right away, where the crust is just as thick underneath as any other pizza, or just as thick as any New York-style pizza, too, as well. So... I, I, there's a pushback for me. And if you're telling me you don't like extra <laughs> ingredients on your pizza, I mean, what are we talking about here? Just go, go play on the kitties. Go play on the kitties swing set. All right. Cause if you just want cheese on your pizza, just go play over there. We're fine. The adults will sit at this table. You'll sit at that other table. I like ingredients on my pizza. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll leave it there. I feel myself getting fat. Just talking about it. Or says he's fat. No, I'm getting so, hungry. <laughs> I'm getting, so getting so parched and hungry. That's that's previous coach Mike Gundy, by the way. Or says he's fat. And in case you didn't know, he's forty as well. <laughs> Come after me. That's who that was. And I could eat some kneecaps right now. <laughs> um, I yeah, that's a debate for another day. I was going to ask you a follow up, maybe a piggyback about uh, some type of cheese popcorn, but we don't want to go there right now. Let's get back to football. So I, I want to ask you. We're on the hype machine here, talking about our teams. One of my things with the Chicago Bears is like everyone's beating up the Lions for their receivers and and what are you going to do with this quarterback and this and that like I really like you know some of the skill guys we have and the upside at other spots and like I want you to sell me and the people on your Bears offensive guys because I'm looking at Allen Robinson a bunch of guys I haven't heard of or that are are pie in the sky pun intended um, that they're going to blow up so sell me on it. Let's do it. Allen Robinson, as we just previously mentioned, top 12 wide receiver in the game. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. I don't think they're going to say that he's top 10, but he's pretty damn close if you want to split some hairs. He's playing for a contract. He's ready to have a great year. He can run every route on the field, all right? He can get you one-on-one. He can be physical in the red zone. He can blow the top off. He can catch a ball over the middle, and he can play the slot. So that's a great starting point right there. Darnell Mooney, who we previously touched on in, in the pod before that, We just love his ceiling right now, and a lot of nerds out there that like to look at analytics think the same way where his route running, the the fact that he got open so many times, and the missed opportunities the Bears on plays did not make makes you think that Darnell Mooney can take a step forward next year. And then the rest of the group, look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to sit around here and tell you what exactly is going to happen with these guys, but I'll tell you at least what they're going to like. All right, I can't get that high up on the hype train here. But Damian Bird, 
a guy that probably no one's heard of, but if you watch football last year, you did hear of him because he was perhaps the most productive receiver on a New England Patriots team that could not throw the ball. The guy can play out of the slot. He can catch a lot of passes. He's the guy that, this is going to sound crazy, but in 2018 when we were 12-4 and and we were rocking and rolling in the NFL, Taylor Gabriel was the most important receiver on our football team. Not the best. I said the most important because of what he was able to do to take pressure away from guys like Allen Robinson to make plays down the field. Damier Bird is that guy. The other dude that they brought in, Marquise Goodwin, look, let's see what happens. They say he's healthy right now. He opted out of last year after an injury problems in 2019. He's 30 years old. He's a professional. He's a veteran. On those 49ers teams that were trying to get their act together two, three years ago, he was the best option that they had. If he can put together a professional effort, and I'm talking about professional effort of like, let's catch a ball on third and eight, huh? Let's get open when we need a guy to get open. I'm not asking you to catch a 65-yard bomb. I'm saying that when it's time to make a play and make a pass, you get open and you execute. So they do have some more options. They've got some depth there. They just traded Anthony Miller, a guy who just – Honestly, another second-round pick that Ryan Pace completely blew and did not get correct. The guy had some locker room issues, too, as well. So the offensive weapons on the outside, I don't think it's going to be the star of the team, right? I mean, I think eventually we're hoping Justin Fields is the guy who's making plays and maybe making those receivers look a little bit better. But I do actually think that the wide receiver room is better than it was last year. And if you're telling me that the running back room has more depth, if you're telling me you have a young quarterback in fields that might be able to light it up, and an offensive line that we're banking on with continuity, I see marginal improvement across the board on the offense. And that's that's exactly what we need. I mean, we were 21st, 22nd in scoring last year. If we can get into the 14-15s with our defense, all of a sudden we're looking at a plus 500 team. All right. Well, you are definitely catching on to the uh, title of the show with uh, selling that the way you did. May uh, maybe drinking a little of that orange uh, Kool Aid, but I mean, you, you're uh, you can have your opinions. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I do think I have maybe what Justin Fields' thoughts might be after a few games once he gets under center. I mean, it might be something I don't know like this. I pity myself that I gotta be with these fools. Exactly. Darnell Mooney, who? I mean, I don't know who else you brought up. You basically stopped after Allen Robinson for all I heard. But like like I said, I got to beat you up, have a little fun here on the show. But I, I try to, uh, like I said, we have a good back and forth. We'll see how the weapons of the Chicago Bears end up. You didn't even get to that tight end that everyone's been trying to sell me on. Uh, we'll see how he does. But, uh, Joey, let's end it with this. I want to... You always tee me up for good questions, but this will be a good one for both of us, and I'll kind of kick it off. So what I want to do, this has been a kind of a hype show, getting people excited about training camp, season coming up, whatever. I just kind of want to end it with some more draft hype because everybody knows that I'm an NFL draft just enthusiast. I mean, I've got the draft room. I've got all the boards set up. I try to break it all down with the time that I have available and – just looking at what Brad Holmes did in this draft, I mean, being able to get Penny Sewell at seven, coming back in the second round, getting a defensive tackle, defensive end, whatever you want to call him, big denim, Levi Onzerike, a guy that they absolutely love, coming back and getting another big body when everybody thought they should go receiver, go for a fancy, you know, uh, toy to play with here on the offense or whatever. They went and got big boy Aleem McNeil. He's thick from, from waist down. He can move. He's athletic. And then they come back at 101. They get Ify Melifanu. This guy, 
this guy may be a starting corner before you can blink here for the Detroit Lions as well as a um, guy that can also drop back and play some safety as well. We've got a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name's Derek Barnes. He played in the Big Ten. He can rush the pass or he can play middle linebacker. Amon Ross, St. Brown, basically starting slot from day one. Kid's got personality as well as playmaking ability and they got him at a great value and then they just waited around for about a round and a half and then they just said, just give us Jamar Jefferson because Brad Holmes was quoted as saying, man, give me that kid uh, from Oregon, baby, that running back, <laughs> something to that effect because he loved him. He thought he was the best player on the board. So did all his scouts around him. So I'm just trying to get people hyped about this rookie class man i absolutely love what they did big bodies up front on both sides of the line they still got uh help for the offense they got themselves a linebacker that's athletic and a leader oh baby i got i mean that that was a little happenstance by me i might as well go with the original oh baby (laughs) i mean joey i am fired up about this rookie class the youth on this team and just about the whole vibe in the building. People got to be excited. Keep your eyes on the rookies. Watch them in preseason. And see if these guys develop to be straight-up ball players before you know it in the National Football League. You don't got to wait around two, three, four years like you do in other sports. These guys might be ready to go early, help this team, and give themselves a ridiculous core for the future of the Detroit Lions. Joey, what say you about your rookie class and about the young pups in general? Are you excited? Well, I'll say in terms of the Lions, I mean, you guys should be excited, right? I mean, Dan Campbell's record's zero and zero, right? There's no other reason to have a bunch of optimism. (laughs) I will say that in general, typically, historically, Amon Ron St. Brown becoming the slot receiver starter in week one is very possible. Will he be the productive piece that maybe Lions want him to see right off the bat? Probably not, but hopefully by the end of Halloween, maybe around Thanksgiving, you're really starting to see flashes of that type of potential, and that's what you want out of a rookie class. In terms Take of the Bears, Darnell Mooney. it's a huge way to see. Obviously, Justin Fields is the guy. Uh, Tevin Jenkins at left, tank, uh, left tackle hopefully is the guy. It's the first left tackle I think the Bears have taken in almost like 20 years. It's some sort of crazy stat like that. And then, you know, we're trying to sort of pick on where has Pace been historically, you know, strong and successful at in the past, and can he do it again? So we're looking at guys like a Thomas Graham, who's a cornerback. Everyone says, who's going to replace Kyle Fuller? Well, we're going to start with a couple of guys like Desmond Trufant and Kendall Vildor. But again, Thomas Graham was a guy who was injured last year, but probably could have been a second-round talent if he wasn't injured. They're kind of hoping that he gets kind of the Eddie Jackson redux, if you will, and can kind of step up. You mentioned Khalil Herbert. I mean, I they keep drafting these running backs. A lot of them don't really work out for the Bears, but hopefully he can provide some sort of spark or at least just run the ball hard. Do something. Make something happen on special teams. You know, we drafted Larry Barham, who's going to be part of the offensive line mix. The one that's kind of a bummer that everyone was super jacked about was Daz Newsome taken in the fifth round. The Bears over the last couple of years have had pretty good uh, success drafting guys later in the later rounds, offensive weapons and pieces that can become pretty solid starters. Daz Newsom was supposed to be that guy. He was supposed to help out on special teams, punt return, special teams, kickoffs, all that stuff. Broke his collarbone. Isn't going to be ready for the beginning of the season. Not a great start for a rookie. Hopefully maybe we see him around, you know, at least maybe starting some games and flashing by Thanksgiving. 
You know, I, I just take a long view approach with a lot of these guys. I know defensively and on the offensive line, you know, a guy like Sewell, you want them to perform right away. But when it comes to skill position, guys, I am probably one of the more patient people you will come across because I just think it takes time, and I just don't want to come to any conclusions on someone until they kind of sort of get their feet wet a little bit and get that chance to flash and show out. Quintez Cephas on the Lions. Am I ready to bury his career? No. Let's see how he does this year. Can he take that step forward? I kind of have that mindset. All right. Good stuff by you, Joey. You you kind of lost me after that cheap shot. You took at Dan Campbell, but you try. it was kind of like one of those passive aggressives where you try to say he's 0-0 zero zero undefeated. Hey, I'm not wrong, It's factually Optimism is high. When you, when you haven't won or <laughs> lost a game yet, the possibilities are endless. I, I say embrace it, Detroit Lions fans. Uh, you can view it as a knock, but it's the truth, right? I mean, until he gets out there, you don't know what kind of a coach he is. You have no clue. I don't, you know? It, it, it's factually correct, as well as your boy, Nagy. They're both 0-0, zero and zero, undefeated. I mean, absolutely. I'm undefeated. Never lost. Exactly. Dan Campbell, as a head coach, I mean, absolutely that. I'm undefeated. Never lost. <laughs> but Joey, let's end it with this. We we hyped up our fan bases. We gave people stuff to get excited about. But at the end of the day, it's all about those W's. Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. That's what I'm talking about, Herm. You play to win the Lions. And that team from Chicago and, and everybody else's favorite fan base is in training camp. And we're all trying to get those W's, get those wins, get our fans excited and have a great football season. So, Joey, I can't thank you enough for coming on. We had two great episodes this week. I always look forward to talking to you. It doesn't matter how busy I am with life and work or whatever. It's like when we turn on these mics, man, talking sports with you, like I say, we never met in person, but... Just love your opinions. Always laugh and have a good time. So thank you so much for coming on the Kool-Aid cast, man. I really enjoyed it. Derek, as always, thank you so much for having me. Detroit Kool-Aid listeners out there, thank you for checking out this podcast. Derek is doing some great work. And don't worry, my friend. We will meet in real life someday. Oh, yeah. And our teams are going to meet before you know it here uh, in this season twice. So we'll get after it then for sure. Everybody. Sober third, baby. <laughs> He's got it circled, everybody. In the meantime, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Make it a double. Drink it in now. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.